Yo, 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 for a whole year, a whole year we've been here, 53 episodes, it's your oh, boy, yeah. SSG Blackrod, your boy Chris, here with another episode, another year, should I play that, what's going on, how is everybody doing today, I hope you've had a great week, I hope you've been playing games, I hope you've been um, keeping up with... Uh, um the coronavirus make sure you're washing your hands making sure that you're uh not putting your you know your fingers in your mouth or like having people sneeze in your face or whatever but um just making making sure you're safe making sure you're here but guys we're here it's another day it's another week i've prolonged this long enough i'm just really hyped i didn't know if you could if you could tell or not but i'm really excited i'm really happy that we've um We've been doing this for a whole year. I think we talked about this like last week. We talked about this on episode 50, but mm-hmm. it just means a lot that, uh, we have you guys here. Um, you know, the listeners on Spotify, on, uh, uh, Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, our hosts, um, YouTube, YouTube, uh, listeners. I'm sorry. I fucked up. It's been like a tough, a tough month. I know I'm a couple episodes behind. So whenever you're listening to this, if you've, you know, you're catching up, binge listening, binge watching, uh, the past episodes. Um, sorry that our YouTube content, once again, has been lacking, but hey, listen, this is, it's a, uh, you know, we're doing what we can with what we got and, um, we're just doing what doing what we do, but I I I will you know take the blame on the lack of episodes on YouTube. Gonna do better, uh, especially with this next month coming up. Uh, things are I mean, my schedule is clearing up just a little bit. It's clearing up a little bit. Work uh is like the workload's getting a little bit lighter, uh somewhat, but I'm gonna do better. That's my promise to you. But before we even jump into all that. Guys, guess what? It's not just me. I'm also here with Rod. Rod, what's going on, my man? 365 days, man. Or around around that. <laughs> I know it's just me on the YouTube video and, like, a picture of you. But, like, I'm holding up a glass right now. <laughs> Cheers, my man. Cheers, Cheers to, you know, one year. Absolutely. It, it's been a... It's been a, a ride, man. It's been a ride. You know, we kind of did our reminiscing, uh, before on pre, on a previous episode, but, um, yeah, like this b- being the calendar year, um, I'd be remiss to not, to not say anything at all. So definitely, as always, uh, much appreciated to everyone listening, uh, to you, Chris, uh, and, and yeah, really, really looking forward to the next year. Yeah. You know, uh, we've, uh, had a, bunch of and i also want to shout out the guests we've had a ton of guests on the show in 53 episodes um too many that i feel like if i start naming some i will forget some people and i'll feel really bad after forgetting those people but um y'all know who you are yeah and we have had a number of repeat guests too yeah so you know shout out to you guys for you know uh being on the show um helping promote the show and just saying, you know, just being part of the shit I play that family. It's, uh, it's great having you guys on and also the future guests. Like I've had some people, I had people lined up for this month, but like I said, this month has been hell. 
it's been like, you know, it's, it's, I'm not saying world turned upside down. That's super dramatic, but, um, like, it's, it's been tough, but, yeah. you know, still able to pump out the show. It's just that, you know, we just had some hiccups. We will have some people on the show next month. Uh, March is going to be an interesting month, a great month. We have some great games coming out, great hosts, great topics. Uh, so yeah, you know, be on the lookout for that. Yeah, I'm really excited for the next few months, especially as things start to ramp up. We store, we sort of get out of winter and, and enter spring. Uh, I'm always really hyped to kind of see like, you know, what new offerings we've got. Cause it's been a little sparse gaming wise, uh, so far in the year, which is not, is, is relatively normal. I guess it's been lately in the last like year or two, it's been a little bit better in the, in the beginning, but yeah, it's but, been, but no, it's crazy though. You, in these type, type of months, you have like the whole backlog of games that you've missed over the past year. Yeah. You have games that sort of just appear out of nowhere. Um, you'd be like me play a guilty pleasure game and just be hooked for it for weeks on end. Mm-hmm. You know, one year that was destiny for me or one year, multiple yeah, one years, year. <laughs> multiple years has been destiny for me. Um, I you sort of like backed out of destiny for a little bit and like, I mean, they're still doing stuff like they're still like, uh, updating the game. Uh, shout out to Bungie for, you know, the, you know, now they're, uh, independent, um, you know, do, you know, doing things on their own terms, like, you know, they're bringing back trials. So that's great for, mm-hmm. you know, destiny players. But yeah, um, that grind has just been that grind being a solo player is just hard. So I sort of like backed out a little bit and started jumping into other games. You know, if you followed us over the past couple of weeks, I've, I've spent my time in a place called Porsche for a while. And then last week to find out that, you know, my visit was a tainted visit because I was playing a, a, a rough port, which in my mind, there were some hiccups. I had a feeling that, you know, you know, it's, you know, I'm on a switch. Not trying to say anything like bad about the switch, but it's a port on the switch. But yeah, so I was weak and I, I'll talk about that later. I'll talk, okay. I'll talk Excellent. about that. Excellent. I'm on the edge of my seat going like, okay, where's this? I'll talk, where's this I'll, I'll talk, I'll talk about that a little bit later, you know, what you've been playing, but Brian, what you, I mean, what you been up to, man? I, how's life? Uh, life, life has been good, man. It's been great. I am just kind of grinding out everything right now, uh, both gaming wise and, uh, in, in life. And, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm about to take a, uh, well-deserved break for a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, like I'm, I'm really excited. Like I said, I'm just super hyped for like the next like month or two because we're going to start getting a bunch of cool game drops. Um, you're absolutely right about like kind of nailing the backlog during this this time, but uh I'm I'm really hyped to like play new things too. So that's always super super exciting. And speaking of playing new things, I I have been playing more Yakuza 5. Ooh, oh, so wait, are we are we jumping straight into this? Are oh we... yeah. Oh, yeah, All right, so wait, wait, wait. So listen, so once again, if you haven't listened to the show before, once again, follow us on a bunch of social media platforms. We're everywhere. Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Um, shit, I haven't made the TikTok yet. But <laughs> <laughs> we're, you can find us at Should I Play That on all those platforms. You know, shout out to, like I said, we've been getting some, uh, some Facebook people. Shout out to you guys for following. Um, follow us on other platforms as well. 
uh, follow me. You know, my name, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, see, I always mess this up. SSJ Blackrod. Oh, and I have a thing about that too. So, my tag, SSJ Blackrod. That's S-S-J-B-L-A-C-K-A-R-R-O-T. For the past couple of weeks, I've been like, oh, you know, I had to spell it out because I spelt it wrong, right? Remember this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, alright, so, if you can't tell with my voice, it's like just a, a slight tinge, mm-hmm. a little bit more nasally. Yes. I have been sick over the past week. I was, about, I was just about to ask, man. Yeah. You got hit with the sick bug. Yes. Not, not Corona. I'm good. I'm safe. <laughs> I'm good. Granted, I'm gonna get like, my, I'm feeling better. But my family is like in my ear every single day. Oh, have you gone to the doctor yet? Oh, how are you sure it's not Corona? I'm good. It's just a cold, but just to be safe, I'm gonna go check. I'm gonna go go to the doctor tomorrow after work just to make sure. Good. But like I said, I'm feeling better. But over this past week, you know, I've had some time to play video games. But before then, I've been binging on my uh, horrible um re- uh, reality TV shows. So shout out to Netflix's Love Is Blind. Oh God. I've been- I've been watching that. And you know what's funny? So I made a post about it on Facebook the other day. And just throwing it out there, I was like, yo, making fun of the show, I'm watching it. But that opened the door for other people to come in and be like, yeah, that show is terrible. But with that being said, I love just that in the third. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're all in the comments just like just laughing at people on the show. It's funny. But yeah. listen, if, if you have like your terrible show that you like, just listen who cares watch the show it's entertainment it's you know i i and i'm just saying that i just watch it oh because i'm sick it's like you know like it's whatever yeah every now and then i'll watch my my reality tv shows even when i'm like at 100 percent. who cares i i need my drama in my life but like i said i've been watching that but i've also watched um I don't know why I wanted to watch the backlog of the Super Dragon Ball Heroes, uh, like the mm. promotional animation, uh, like, you know, it's like, it, it's not an episode. It's like these short videos that they make. Yeah, it's like a mini-sode or something. It's like a mini-sode, so like maybe about seven, eight minutes long. Um, of course on YouTube, you could find people that do the super cuts and they pretty much took like the last like 18, 19 episodes, super cut it into one giant like movie. And I, I pretty much watched that over the span of like a day or two. Like I'd like get some Night Quill, you know, pop it back and just like chill and like watch it and fall asleep and then like catch back up the next day. Mm. It turns out that I haven't been spelling Blackerot wrong because when you watch subs, they spell Kakarot with the two R's. Mm-hmm. So that's in my mind. That's why when I made like the correlation of like, Oh, this is what my tag to be. Adding the two R's made sense because I watch subs. It makes, so I'm not spelling it wrong. I'm spelling it right. You're spelling it wrong. Dubs. US dubs. <laughs> making me feel bad. No. Kakarot is two R's. No, not the and first time, I, not the first time Americans have been wrong about something. And, and, and when I saw that, you, you have to realize that like, I had to like rewind back. I was like, wait a minute. Did Vegeta just say Kakarot? And did Kakarot have two R's in it? I'm right. Well, you know, I'm some, not an idiot. well sometimes they do, they do kind of say 
some sometimes like you know it will be specific spellings or depending on who the translator is like their native tongue might not be english so like their the translation is going to be a little bit more uh maybe more skewed than it would be i'm still right i don't care <laughs> sure sure <laughs> sure but yeah yeah so i just wanted to shout that out um long tangent but yes SSJ Blackrock, guys. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, um, everywhere. Um, made the TikTok. Haven't put out a TikTok yet, but I do have an account, so you can follow me on there too. But, Rod, let's go ahead and jump into this, man. What you Yakuza, uh, Yakuza 5. More Yakuza 5. I've actually gotten so much further in this game. I got way more like into the weeds on this thing than I thought I was going to be like by next week. I thought I was going to be maybe done with the second character and possibly starting the third. I'm all the way up to the last character right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I have played a lot of this video game. I think the last time I spoke about it, I had just completed Kiryu's uh, portion, uh, which is the very first character you play. And I just started Saijima, who is the second. Um, and he is the big burly dude from uh, Yakuza 4 who, who uh, breaks out of prison. And you kind of play him. He is actually Majima's sworn brother. And you play as him in that game and kind of like figure out what what basically his past was, why he was in jail, why he broke out, um, and kind of what motivates him, that character, um, throughout, throughout that title. Um, and he is actually in a very similar spot in, in, in five, uh, where he actually is in a prison again, uh, but he actually willingly turned himself in on something else, uh, basically to atone for previous crimes. Um, but things happen. Uh, he eventually breaks out again. Um, well, sort of. And, uh, he actually, his whole thing, so everybody in Yakuza 5 basically has a gimmick. Like, Kiryu's gimmick is that he's a taxi driver. Uh, Saijima's is that he is a, is, he hunts. So he like goes and hunts like, uh, rabbits and bears and shit. So like, he will literally, you fight a bear several times. Not, not once. Not twice. Uh, but several times in this, in this side Jesus. story of his. Um, <laughs> it's great. It's, it's just wonderful when a battle starts and it just says, bear like it like it's you know what kind of game you're playing at this point um but that's been that was really fun um you also play as uh as akiyama from yakuza 4 as well so he makes a return appearance and i was really hyped i was really really hyped to see him i was really excited to see this guy like i i i was sort of lukewarm on him at first in Yakuza 4, like when he kind of started, but eventually his storyline kind of coalesced into a, a, a place that I really appreciated, and it was I found it to be unique to the franchise, and so I really dug it. And he returns here, and yeah, he's so fun. Like he injects a lot of like energy into the cast that I really appreciate. Um, you also play as Haruka, who is uh, Kiryu's adopted daughter. And that is a trip because she is, she does not fight. You do not fight as her at all. You, all her battles are dance battles because she's trying to become an idol, um, in the, the, the pop star world. And so you have to do things like lessons and you, um, have to practice like your routines. And it's very much kind of like a, not guitar hero, but what's, I guess, like, Sort of like the karaoke minigames, then. 
Kind of. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's not laid out that way. It's a little bit more dynamic because the buttons are kind of – they're actually coming from different areas of the screen um, to a specific point like on on the uh, the stat meter. So it's not like that static sort of like from left to right, down one, left to right. Like it's not like that. Um, but it is similar though. You do have idle heat moves. So like – there are certain things that you can do, which means that if you're in a battle with someone, you can actually choose to take uh, life away from them. You can choose to heal yourself. You can uh, boost your spirits, with which gives you like additional points as you kind of continue to uh, r- rack up scores um, and just fun stuff like that. So you can kind of customize uh, Haruka kind of how you want and play her how you need to in order to win and succeed. Uh, and that is super, super fun. So is this uh, like a mini game or is this like a, like an actual character that you actually have to like do this over a set period of time throughout the game? Oh no, this is a character. Like you are legitimately playing through a portion of her story. I don't know about that. Yeah. I was a little dubious at first, but it was actually really, really cool because the thing that I, I found really fascinating about it and, and I, and I, I understand why that would turn some people off um, because it's like ah, i don't come to yakuza for pop star shit i come to it to beat people's faces in and they're not wrong you're, they're, you're not wrong to think that but the thing that they do here that is very fascinating is that like especially if you've played other games in the franchise you kind of understand the importance of, of haruka's character and even if you haven't like they definitely you understand her relationship to kiryu and you kind of wonder like why are we doing this like what's how does her plot factor into what's going on pretty much in the, any other character with this game because it's very much a tonal shift in a lot of ways uh, but there is something that happens about midway through her her part that because each part is broken up into four chapters and i would say like around chapter two ish um or midway through chapter two something happens plot wise that kind of turns everything on its head and it turns into a completely different type of thing so you kind of think that you're it's going in one direction narratively and turns out there's way more below the surface that you weren't really expecting and it's like oh okay so this might be what they're tying or how they're tying this into like the overarching narrative um because it feels so disconnected at first but um i do enjoy that because it makes it feel very um it, it gives you time to kind of soak in with the characters um you also have like a schedule that you need to follow as well. You don't need to, but it's, it's optional. You have a set, certain amount of jobs that you can do. And these jobs can range from, um, be on this TV show and answer trivia questions or, uh, do a magazine interview or go do a handshake event and things like that, that maybe sound like, uh, why would I want to do that? But it's very, very cool because you actually get a, a real chance to, you know, live that Japanese American or that Japanese life simulator that people like to joke that Yakuza is all the time. And it, and it kind of is in a lot of ways, but like that really is it because there's no, there's no other way that you can kind of like really experience like a Japanese game show like that. Like the, it really captures that uh, energy, that manic energy that those type of things have. Um, and that's really, really neat. It's, it's unique and it's a bold choice. And I've seen some people complain about it and say like, you know, oh man, the pacing kind of slows down and it does a bit, but I still feel like it does enough new that it 
it's not really all that bothersome to me. Uh, so I thought it was a really cool diversion, to be honest. And that surprised me more than anything. And I am actually on the last character now. His name is Shinada, I think. He, I don't know much about him as uh, I'm not even off of chapter one yet. So I'm still settling into that character, but, uh, he is a disgraced baseball player from 15 years ago. Um, and he was like severely in debt and has tons of money problems. And I don't know why yet. He's also a really good fighter <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, he is really interesting, but like Haruka, he's very, it seems very much disconnected to the story. The only thing that seems kind of connected is that like the guy who's kind of hounding you about debt money is, uh, or trying to collect, it plays this loan shark is like maybe tangentially related to some Yakuza family, but maybe not even one that we know yet. So that's kind of it. But again, I find that really fascinating because once they do decide to tie this in somehow, uh, because all five characters will converge on each other at some point like i'm just dying to know what that looks like so um still still liking the game this this game is fucking gigantic though like i i i didn't it's hard to really encapsulate like how big it is but yeah it's it's huge you have like five different cities um you have five characters with different play styles um you know, with Haruka being like the most divergent from them, like she's just completely different from the other four in terms of gameplay and what the things that you're doing are just insane sometimes. And the side stories, not the sub stories, but like the actual like side mission specific to each character is they're just very unique and not something that the series has really ever attempted before. So yeah, um, there's a lot of it too. You could easily burn a hundred hours, like just doing that stuff. So I was gonna say, how how much time do you think you've bumped into this game so far? How much time do I think I have? I wish I had looked at my clock. I didn't yet. Um, it feels like I've been playing for about probably thirty, maybe over thirty hours at this point. Um, that's what it feels like, but it could very well be more. But um, it hasn't felt like too too much because i haven't forced myself to do anything i don't want to do yet um i started to kind of get feel that way a little bit with um, <coughs> some, some of the uh haruka side missions because i was there's like 48 of them and i did about like 20 before i was like i have to like maybe break or do something else because i can't just like run through them like that um but other than that i really haven't felt like compelled to do some um, certain things like i've done sub stories stuff like which is the standard yakuza kind of like side quests in a way that kind of like the wacky stuff that's where you get a lot of the the insane material from but it, they have all I, I would say a lot of them have been really funny and entertaining and they haven't disappointed really uh, again very reminiscent of of zero yakuza zero so yeah still enjoying that time by the time then i'm on the next uh episode I may have actually finished this game potentially. I'm not sure, but that's that's the goal. So, uh, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun still. So that was good. I also want to shout out <clears throat> um, Microsoft getting uh, Yakuza Zero on Game Pass. Yeah. So, so that's if you're amazing. on Xbox, you know, and you if you somehow don't have Game Pass already, what are you doing? It's the best uh, value in gaming right now. Yeah. Um, it really is, but, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's on Game Pass. It's also, if you wanted to own it, I want to say 20 bucks. 
So it's a steal. It's really good. Yeah, it's great. It's really hey, you, and you can vouch for it. You played it and you thought it was cool. So yep, yeah, very good. All right, and what about you? What you been playing, man? Oh boy. All right, so going back to my previous rant from earlier in the episode. Shit, which rant do I want to start from? Um, let's start with the Dragon Ball rant. So the reasoning why I was watching Dragon uh, Super Dragon Ball Heroes was because I looked on the eShop. And on the eShop, Super Dragon Ball Heroes was on sale. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I've been down this path already. This game is different. This game, you know, is not your typical Dragon Ball game. Um, it is like just the whole Dragon Ball Heroes like lore. You can't like you should never talk about or think about canon. There's no canon. Like the whole thing is fan service. But because it's all fan service, it's so really cool the amount of effort that they put into it. Because you get, you know, characters that you would never have like thought of or like have thought would be possible. So like, um, Super Saiyan 4 Broly, you have uh regular Broly from like the movies, and then you have like the Dragon Ball Super Broly, like all being like characters in this universe. All at the same time. Um it's a lot of like what if characters, so like uh Super Saiyan 4, like Vegito, stuff like that that just never happened. Um they pull in uh characters from uh, OG Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, the Dragon Ball Z movies. Um, they pull from different games like Dragon Ball Xenoverse, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, like anything that's from Dragon Ball lore can be pulled into Super Dragon Ball Heroes. So like in itself, it's its own lore. Um, so yeah, so I was once again sick and bored and like not in a mood to really play video games. So I was like, you know what? Instead of buying this and being disappointed again, let me just watch these episodes because people that, you know, that like Dragon Ball, like this is what they've been consuming because, you know, for the most part, there aren't any more anime episodes. Um, there's still manga episodes that are being published. Um, but a lot of people don't really, you know, keep up with the manga. I do, but, um, which by the way, this arc that they're in the manga in right now, like, I can't wait to see that, like, as an anime episode. Like, it's really good. Hmm. Um, but, you know, that, once again, going back to Dragon Ball Heroes, I was like, you know what? Let's just, you know, see what the hype is about. Um, so, like I said, over the span of about two days, I went ahead and just watched that whole supercut of all the episodes. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm, I think I'm sucked back into this fucking universe. So I was like, while this game is still on sale, let me go ahead and pick it up. So I played some Dragon Ball Heroes. Uh, it's on the Switch. It's on the PC. It is a, it's basically a card game, like slash gotcha game that you don't have to worry about microtransactions because since it's a full game, it has like the whole gotcha mechanics of like getting tickets, going to a machine in a store, and then like using it to like get new characters, mm-hmm. but they don't have like microtransactions whatsoever in the game. So um it's a weird mix, but at the same time, you know, hey, I'm glad they're not taking advantage of their fan base 
by letting people, you know, spend more money to buy more cards. Because, like, you get the cards just by playing the game. Either by playing through the story, which has its, like, own original story, um, or through the arcade mode, which has, uh, pretty much has, like, the, like, different, like, you know, the Saiyan saga, the Frieza saga. Like, it has those sagas, but, like, with the Dragon Ball Heroes twist. So, um, the game definitely has, like, its, it, it'll put you through its paces. There's a lot to do. And, um, the game itself is, like, super simple. It, you know, you, you build a team of, I think, what, five, five or six fighters. And it's, you know, your fighters versus, you know, the opposing team's fighters. Uh, there's a, you know, it's, it's, it's intricate. I don't, I don't want to really like spend the time on like explaining how like the mechanics work, but like it's like a card game. Um, so once you get like the, the gist of like how things work, um, like it'll take you further, like it'll take you far enough until the point where the game was like, all right, we're actually going to put some like, uh, you know, some strategy behind this. So you sort of like, you can't have everybody run in and attack all at once. You have to have some people like on standby. You have to have some people like in defense. Like it's, it's a lot, but, um, you know, that, that held me over for a couple of days. Um, once again, do I recommend Super Dragon Ball Heroes? It's a, it's a game built for people that already love Dragon Ball, uh, or Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super. Like the game won't spend any time explaining who these characters are because it's expecting you to know who these characters are already. So mm. this is, yeah, so this game is only really recommended to diehard fans that may or may not have picked up this game already. That's, I always, I always that's feel like the, that's the way this. I feel like that's huh? always a risky gamble, like to, to kind of cater to the hardcore fans like that, because it's like you're kind of cutting off the people who might be interested but are too intimidated because it's like, you know, oh, I don't know Dragon Ball Z stuff. Yeah, this game isn't worried about is yeah, it's not worried about you at that yeah. point. Yeah, it's <laughs> like at this point it's like, oh, you love Dragon Ball? Oh, you have a Dragon Ball T-shirt on right now? Are you are you wearing Dragon Ball underwear? Yeah, this game is for you. Not saying that I have any of those things. Sure, sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that you know that held me over for a couple of days. Um, we winding back a little bit more into another rant from earlier in this episode. Um, my time at Porsche has come to a close. Oh, thank God. <laughs> temporarily, temporarily. Um. So like I said last week, uh, it's come to my attention that I'm playing the wrong version of this game. So I was like, shit, like if I love this game so much on this shitty port, what's the real version like? Like what's the PC version like? So, you know, then I was like, oh man, 30 bucks or 40 bucks. I was like, I don't know if I really want to spend that money on a game that I just literally just bought like like two weeks ago. So, uh, turns out that once again, the joys of having multiple marketplaces on the same, like, ecosystem, which I'm talking about the PC at this point. I, you know, I was looking on Steam. Steam was like, yeah, 30 bucks, take it or leave it. I was like, yeah, I'm leaving it. Um, but, but then I was like, wait, uh, I remembered that the Epic Game Store, uh, this past week was giving away Assassin's Creed Syndicate for free. So logged in, redeemed my copy, 
And I was like, wait a minute. Let me type in my time at Porsche. And cause I saw that there was a sale going on. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, let me, let me, let me see what's going on with this game. Let's see if this is on sale. Show enough. This game was on sale. And guess what? Know what else I had? I had a coupon from earlier, uh, this year. Uh, they, I think for the winter sale, the Epic Game Store, if you have an account, they've given you a $10 off coupon for any game worth over 15 bucks. So I think with the discount that was already applied to the game with my coupon, I only paid $5 for a PC version of my time with Porsche. Oh my god, that's a just that's an absolute steal, one might yes. say. Yes. So, you know, I I saw that, jumped on it, and yeah, goddamn, I've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, uh, led astray mm. on the Switch version. I, well, um, I did tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Um just like uh I I think the biggest thing was just like just frame rate and like this version is actually updated. It's so, like whenever there was bugs, certain bugs that I ran on I got ran into on the Switch version, of course have been patched on the PC version, and of course like they just rebalanced the game and everything. So um I, I played a little bit no it's funny, so I played a little bit of that on PC and I was like, damn, this is what the good life is like. Wow. I'm bored. I'm bored. What what else is there to do? Let me jump on to another game. My attention span is horrible, guys. Yeah. We, in 53 episodes, if you haven't come to realize that ADHD is a thing, adult ADHD is also a thing. Um, it sucks, guys. So uh, I played it for maybe like about a day, and I was like, yeah, I'm sort of over this. Um, so at this point, when I want to like really play my time at Porsche... Of course, I'll play it on my PC. I feel like my Switch version now, I'm just going to, like, pimp out my um, workshop. Like, just spend time just, like, making everything look nice and, like, just really pimping it out. Because, I, like I said before, last week, uh, the way I was playing it on the Switch was I wasn't, like, trying to speed run, but I was literally, like, doing the missions and, like, hitting a wall and then, like, doing what I can to get over that wall and, like, moving along that way. So it's, like, it was scratching the itch, but then at the same time, it's, like, I'm sort of, like, rushing to play it. So it's, like, a weird, like, balance between the two. So I was, like, you know what? I feel like now I can sort of take my time playing this version on the Switch. It's something that I can just jump into, you know, grind out some materials, work on some fences, build like a new stable for my animals you know like life will be good in porsche on my switch oh so yeah now you have you know crack on the go oh yes yes i do sniff sniff um, oh my god <laughs> but yeah so um we winding even back to I think episode fifty when I first start, started talking about my time at Porsche. Yeah. Um I at the same time bought other games that were on sale on the Switch. So I was like, damn, it's been a minute. Let's crack these games open. And one of those games was uh it what well, it is Children of Morsha. And that is a game that is on PC 
and I believe, yeah, it's on PC, Switch, PS4, Xbox One. It's an interesting game. It really is. It's another indie game, um, which once again, like, you know, thanks to you, Rod, thanks to like, you know, you introducing me into like the world of indies, like for, for people that feel that gaming has become too like, you know, stale, I guess stale, you know, everything is like the same, you know, it's not like the good old days. You're looking in the wrong places, folks. You gotta look for, you gotta look at the indies because I feel like these games have like the, the soul of like what you remember of the good old days. Yes. Like, so this game, for example, it is a, uh, it's an action, uh, it's like an action RPG slash role play, like roguelike game. Um, uh, essentially you're playing as a family that they are, they're pretty much like a, the, the keepers of a mountain that has been overcome by corruption. So you start the game off as like the father of this family and um and like the game sort of like over time like since it's a roguelike you're um they you know the game introduces you to like some sort of mechanic of like when you die on the mountain mm-hmm. you're resur- you're not really dying. Right. Like there's like a crystal that like catches your soul right before you die. I wasn't paying attention. Something like that. Something like and, that. Yeah, right. Yeah. And essentially pulls you back into like your, you know, your, your cabin with your family. So the game does like something really cool with like while you're on your run, you'll run into, uh, like certain story bits that will then like carry over to like the main like story arc. So like, uh, really early in the game, you'll come across, like, a wolf cub and, like, its dying mother who, like, sacrificed itself to save it from, like, these, from the corruption. Um, so, you know, you rescue the wolf cub, but, of course, the wolf cub is sick. Now, like, on your subsequent runs, you have to find, like, uh, you have to find, like, uh, like, antidotes. You have to find, like, different things to help the wolf, wolf cub, you know, nurse it back to health. Uh, so you're doing things like that on your, like your multiple runs, but then at the same time, like the story is still progressing. Um, your family, like, uh, eventually, like, you know, uh, some of the, your, your children is like, Hey, like, uh, one of your children is like an archer. So you're, uh, uh, she's, you know, she wants to, you know, help out now at like event. Apparently this game's a co-op game. Uh, it's just me playing it. So I have no idea how the co-op works, but. Uh, you know, now like she's, she's unlocked. You can like, you know, take her on missions. You can play as her in missions. And every time you do a run through, the game sort of progresses a little bit more. And then like now you're introduced to another person in the family who's like, you know, he's growing up. He wants to help out and he wants to like go on these missions with you. So you just go on like these arcs time after time and it, slowly introduces like the the rest of the family which you can then use in these missions right so this is um ah oh, man oh my god i had a question sorry go ahead i had a question and it just slipped my mind okay just so yeah so you know uh every character has like you know their own set of like unique skills you have uh like the father he's like a sword and shield um a sword uh like one of the sons he's an assassin so like uh, every time he attacks, he builds up like this meter that allows him to attack faster. 
Um, I think there is, like I said, there's a daughter that's the archer. Um, I think I just got introduced to another son who was like lost on the mountain and like he was like going on some sort of like, you know, he was, he was like on his own like spiritual like finding of himself or whatever. And, uh, he came to warn the family about the corruption. Hey, guy, you know, hey, you know, a little bit too late. We already figured out about the corruption, but like, mm-hmm. you know, he over time gets nursed back to health and like now I'm able to, you know, use him. He's like a monk. So, um, I think with him, his attacks, like he's like really close range and he auto, auto attacks, not auto attacks, but like he auto aims towards enemies that are near him. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, every time you do an attack and you land an attack, you build armor. So essentially he's like a tank once mm-hmm. you like get enough hits in. So, you oh. know, there's a couple, yeah. So there's a couple of other characters that I haven't unlocked yet, but so far everything's pretty cool. Um, each family member, when you level them up, you can get abilities that, are sort of passive abilities for the rest of the family too. Um, it's a, yeah, it sounds like the variety of play is just pretty impressive in this. Yeah, and what I'm liking now is like I'm I have enough characters now, and I've played enough where like like right now, like I said, I unlocked like you know the son that's sort of like a monk that you know, does like the whole close range thing. So like for me, like I love monk characters in games like this. So I repeatedly use them and like run after run eventually to the point where it's like hey like you use him too much he's like corrupted by the um by the the infection in the in the forest so like if you use him he now has like a a a debuff so it's like all right shit now i have to start using these other characters but then with doing that like now i went back to like the first character that you know that you get which is the father and I forgot how good he was by like him having like a sword and shield. So like his shield, you know, deflects damage. So certain areas that like I had issues when I could have just used the father and sort of like bypass a lot of issues that I had. That that's pretty clever, to be honest. Yeah. So um certain areas, like you know, certain characters have, you know, their strengths, they have their weaknesses in. Uh it's 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 really interesting. It's really cool. Like I said, this is also um, the game is like also set up for co-op. It seems like so like whenever you're just creating your character, there's like on the screen I see like there's like a icon if someone else wanted to like you know join in, they could play as another character. So um, definitely want to try that out some at some point pretty soon to let you guys know how that is too. Um, but the game is pretty cool. I like it. Uh, like I said, I picked it up on sale. It was I want to say I picked it up on sale for like maybe. A, 10 15 bucks um let's see how much this is on steam right now because i think this might also be on sale let's see it no so yeah so you could regularly buy it for 21.99 wow okay okay yep so yep um definitely like it's it's if, if anything that i said sounds interesting like it's it's worth looking into. It really is. Like I've, you know, I've maybe pumped in maybe about three, four hours. No, I think my play timer last time I looked at it said like six hours. So, um, so far so good, man. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm actually a little bit hyped to check 
check this out because you know it's always really exciting to me. Like I mean, I I like the concept of of roguelikes already, uh, but it's just even more neat when like one comes out and can really like change it up. You know, because it's, so many of them get released, we see so many roguelikes. So it's cool that this one seems like super unique. Yep. So definite shout out to them. Shout out to let's see the developer Dead Mage. They make this. Uh, published by 11-Bit Studios. Hmm. Okay. Well, it seems like this mage is very much alive or something. I don't know. Sorry. Ooh, Jesus Christ. That was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, you tried. You tried. I, I tried. You know. <laughs> for, well, B for effort, maybe. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into the news. Uh, the news this week is going to be pretty light. Um, let's jump into some Animal Crossing. You know, this past week... Uh, there was an Animal Crossing Direct, and, you know, we've already established, once this game comes out, my free time is done. Yeah, like, it's over. Yeah, it's over. Um, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for, you know, jumping into this game. They've, uh, they showed off some pretty cool things, uh, in this Nintendo Direct, and I'm just sort of going to just, like, watch, like, just, like, give, like, a quick overthrough of some of the things that sort of stuck out to me. Um, I like that when you choose your island, you can sort of choose the layout of the island so you're not stuck to like a set, like static island. But then at the same time, you can also choose the hemisphere that your island is on. So if you choose northern hemisphere, you know, you're, you know, if you're listening to us in America, you you know, that's the, the normal seasons that we go through, which I feel like as of late have been like all over the place. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that that's what you get used to. But like, of course, you know, we're supposed to be in winter right now. Southern Hemisphere, they're going through, I think, summer right now. Right. Uh, so, you know, you get to choose what hemisphere and, um, you get to what else? Um, so they, they went ahead and like talked about how up to eight people on your console, like on the console that you're playing the game on, uh, there's eight accounts that's on that one island so it's not like the situation where each account has their own island no it's just you know you're uh, imagine your console being the island itself and each account being a different person yes which is it's cool i think that's what a lot of people were were wanting in a lot of ways because it's like it, it really provides a neat sense of communal atmosphere um, especially if like, you know, you have a family or you, you have significant, a significant other that you want to play with. And like, I don't know, it, it's a really neat way to do that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, you know, of course they talked about the multiplayer. So, you know, you'll be able to play, um, up to four players, uh, I think online and locally. Um, I think four players, you can have up to eight on an eight. island, like at once. Yeah, up to eight at once, but up to like four locally. So, oh, right, right. Yeah, so you know that's pretty cool. Um, I'm excited for the online play. So um, yes. definitely, once the game comes out, hit us up. Uh, we'll make like a link on the Instagram page, on our Facebook page. Uh, you know, add us. Dang, I just thought about this. How am I gonna set that up? Hmm. What do you mean? So all I guess since I have like my main account on my Switch, but then I also have like a should I play that account uh, on my Switch. 
does that like automatically make my island? Should I play that island? Yeah, it does. Hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, think about it this way. You know, no one can do anything bad. You know, not because I mean we already have like you know the best you know people in the world listening. But you know, if someone had the inclination, only your best friends get the shovels and the pickaxes. And exactly, everything. which I feel like was a great choice. Um, so you, if you have you know people that jump onto your island. They can't really mess things up too bad. Like unless you add them as like a best friend, they won't have the option to you know fuck up your island. Exactly, um, brilliant choice. Yeah. So um, another really big point is that uh, we're gonna get free updates, and those free updates will add holidays. So I feel like that's this, a natural progression. I feel like series. yeah. It really is. Um, I, I, I didn't see them like adding like paid DLC. Maybe like down the road after like a year, adding some extra stuff, but like, I feel like this is the natural progression of Animal Crossing. Just, you know, free updates, adding the holidays, um, adding things to do. Yeah. Uh, a- it's a- Animal Crossing as a service, really. Yeah. And, um, speaking about services, there is a rescue service that will pretty much teleport you home if you ever get lost on an island, which I don't think the island, I mean, will the island be that big where you feel I, like you'll get lost? I, I didn't get that impression from everything they showed. Not really. Yeah, but, you know, you have that option. Um, you can complete achievements to earn Nook Miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that to me is maybe the biggest thing about this whole direct because Animal Crossing has always been a game that has you know famously been very leisurely. It's the, you know you play it's meant to be played for like ten fifteen minutes like every day instead of like you know three hours every few days. And the fact that they're actually having like specific goals now is a really big deal for this game. Like, like you're, there, there are actually things to work towards every single time you log in, akin to something maybe like the Destiny missions or something, um, where like dailies or whatever. Like, I, I feel like it will be similar to that, and I think that's cool. Like, it's cool that you can log in and have the choice to just like, okay, well, let me go see what fruits I have and let me check out the shops. You know, do your 10, 15 minute run, or you can play for a couple hours and like actually work towards something. That's really neat. Yeah, they um they're also giving you the ability of if you um if you've played uh on the 3ds if you've played you know on the Wii U and you have like these custom like uh designs that you made in those games uh I I guess they have they're either putting out an update or it's already made where you can like scan like a QR code and port it over to this game. Very nice. Yeah. So um. Once again, Animal Crossing is looking really cool. Uh, and once again, Animal Crossing isn't like everyone's game. Like I understand that. Like luckily, I feel like I'm the type of gamer that I I find the fun in these type of games. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna pump a lot of time into this type of game. Yeah. Um, but hey, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Don't feel bad or don't care. However you want to take it, but. I feel- I feel like uh, what's prompting what prompted you to say that by the way? I mean, and I'm just curious because I have a feeling I might know what it is, but but is there anything in particular? Mm, no. What what do you what, why do you think I said that? 
Uh, I've just seen a lot. I've seen a lot of dissent, especially before the direct came out, where it was like, you know, oh man, is it just gonna be people? I just read online, you know, people saying that, you know, oh man, I. Why is it just an Animal Crossing direct? Where's Smash? Where's the Mario? Where's Zelda? Like, you know, people want other games other than Animal Crossing. And I know this doesn't necessarily translate to views or to, to, to sales, but that Animal Crossing direct had like almost a million views, like actually over a million views in day one. I'm pretty sure. Like it had a shit ton of views. That was another really cool thing is that Animal Crossing is also being released on the same day as Doom Eternal. And if you've gone onto the subreddits for these both, for both of these games, both of those communities are actually like, you know, they're actually playing nice with each other. So like, you'll see like fan art of like, uh, like the Doom guy walking into a game store saying, Hey, I'm here to pick up Animal Crossing and vice versa. You have, uh, Isabel walking into a game store saying, Hey, I'm here to pick up Doom Eternal. That it's- I can buy. I can buy that for sure. <laughs> so yeah, like, you know, at the end, and I feel like this goes along with our message of like, at the end of the day, just have fun. Yeah. Play video games. Like it's supposed to be like a pastime. It's supposed to be like a good, uh, in, like, I understand some people get angry. Some people, like, you know, they rage. Stop. Right. Just, yeah. just relax. It's not that deep. But yeah, that's my message. I'm with it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what we have for Animal Crossing Direct. Um, once again, looking forward to that. Also looking forward to, uh, once again, Doom Eternal. I think I'll probably pick that up too. Um, but next up, Let's go ahead and talk about the Xbox. Xbox has also uh, made some splashes uh, in the news over the past week. Um, they've gone on the record of like giving out some more specs for the Xbox Series X. Um, they went ahead and confirmed that you know uh, systems having 12 fer- teraflops of GPU. Um, for some people, they're like, "Oh God, 12 teraflops." Some people are like, "All right, cool." 12 teraflops. That's great. Um, I think I'm on that boat of like, that sounds great. I just want to see the games. I want to see how well they run. I want 60 frames. Well, that's the thing is that they're telling you with these specs, like how well it's going to run. There's a lot of people saying that this thing might be $600. Like, it, who knows? We don't know yet. But I mean, these specs, first of all, 12 teraflops is fucking gigantic. That's insane so like and and also the other thing that's notable and this is something that we did know previously uh but it is the the hardware is officially supporting ray tracing which is great uh that is the advanced lighting technology essentially with um that that accurately displays things like surfaces reflections and things like that it doesn't sound like that exciting on its face but it trust me when you see it in in action um if you see like metro exodus control like anything like those games (laughs) minecraft (laughs) (laughs) i mean did they have like they had like a ray tracing thing on that didn't they I, i think they did yeah i think so and you you see the technology on that, and it just makes your games look that much more realistic. Like it's it's really important, and and we finally see it. I think this is a big deal. Like this is a cool thing that we got to see. Yeah. So, um, you know, they talked about that. Talked about variable variable uh, rate shading. 
Um, for some people, they don't really care about this. I, I think it's cool, but, uh, the quick resume for multiple games, once again, going back to my adult ADHD, sometimes I want to just jump straight back into a game. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I have this game too. Let's jump back into that. And then I'm like, wait, dang, I don't want to play this game anymore. So I could go back to the other game and like continue on where I was. Right. Really cool. Um, and then lastly, they talked about something called smart delivery, which for a lot of people, it wrote, they, it rose some eyebrows like smart delivery. What is that? What is, uh, what is smart delivery? Well, smart delivery guys, it's essentially, um, essentially cross by for the most part is essentially the, uh, the, the feature of your Xbox seeing that you're playing on a, let's say if you have Xbox series X, Mm-hmm. In your living room, you yeah. know you're you're playing Halo Infinite in your living room. You're like, all right, you know, I want to you know relax a little bit. I want to like you know, you know, you know, snipe some noobs in the comfort of my bed. Uh, that's what I say. Exactly. Um, How'd you know? <laughs> so at that point, I'm like, all right, pause. Let me just you know, put the game, put the system in sleep mode. Walk to my room where I have my Xbox One S. Or Xbox One X, not Series X, but X. The game then sees that I still own the game, but I'm playing it on a different system. And I just continue on. It's the same purchase, just on different consoles. And then it sees that you're playing on different consoles and it gives you pretty much like the optimized version for that system that you're on. Mm. Hmm. Genius. Which, you know, I feel like, you know, and like we've, we've, you know, among friends, we've talked about this over the last week. You know, it is like night and day from where Microsoft was at the beginning of last generation of yeah, no used games, no renting games. And look at them now. Look at them now. Look at them now. Look, look at us. Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. Like it honestly. It's such a, it's such a 180. Like it's, and obviously, you know, we'll, we'll have to talk more about that once these consoles actually come out and we see what their actual plans are. Cause right now we're getting like the blueprints, which is great. Like we are getting the, the official like, Hey, this is what we're offering. And that's awesome. Um, and you're right. I mean, on, on its face, you are right. This is how far we've come. Right. Um, but on that same note, you know, we got to keep, you know, keep our, you know, keep our minds and eyes open just for like, you know, just any sort of trends like this. Cause I think they're on the right path, right? Mm-hmm. Like Phil Spencer, I think his is, is a great valuable asset. And I think they're in a position to win. We've beat this point over the head many, 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 many times, but game pass play anywhere. Like these are initiatives that are inherently positive for the industry. And I think, uh, initiatives that are could lead microsoft potentially to at least an american lead if they play their cards right i still think they have a lot of work to do they got a long way to go and i think at this point they've got the marketing and they've got the hardware to like kind of back up a claim now it's up to the software it's up to the studios that they've acquired to present games that make people say okay this is what it is. And maybe, and what, we don't even know what that metric of success is anymore because it, it is likely not even the console, right? It's, it's not because like I can, I can like just 
thinking about um like this past week um I'm in like a uh like a community on Facebook and I I brought up the fact that you know that they're doing the whole like smart delivery thing. I talked about it in like a post. I was like, yo guys, like this is pretty cool. Look at it, look at it, Xbox. And like the wave of people that commented, they're like, Xbox, who cares? Like, you know, it's all about, it's all about Sony. It's all about PS5. Like, why are you still commenting about Xbox? I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Pause. Listen, time out. One, I always, always have to bring this up. Xbox has the best value in gaming right now. And we're saying this, listen, we're not even, you would think that we're sponsored by Microsoft every time we say this, but it's just how much like we, like, I feel like me personally, how much I love what they're doing mm-hmm. that I have to bring it up each time that I talk about Microsoft and Xbox, what they're doing. Yeah. Like they've done so much of like a 180 on like their stance that like they're making waves in the industry and like, you have to, it's, it's one of those things you sort of have to like have the eye open to sort of see what they're doing. You have to have that third eye open because a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people don't right now. Yeah, no, they don't. They, they, because a lot of people are still stuck in seven years ago when Microsoft was fucking up and, you know, Don Matrick was out there going like, you know, you know, he was talking about TV, TV, TV. And, and like people, it's very memeable and it's easy. It's an easy target. Like it's something that people still think about today. And that's something that Phil Spencer has had to try to kind of alleviate over the course of like these last few years. And, you know, it, it's really, a, it's really a testament to like how far they've come. Uh, like you said at the beginning of this, like that they are where they are right now because before we you and i we were positive about the next the next xbox after all that shit that went down we were like okay yeah no fuck that like they have they need to be brought down a peg and they were they got their asses kicked all generation but i also think that that is what's a lot of what's fueling their desire to do really well and not even like to combat sony because i don't think they really care about that anymore like they don't they yeah, they they're literally yeah. they're playing their own game right now, exactly. which I feel like is I feel like that's a genius thing, and I feel yeah. like now Microsoft has their third eye open right now because look yeah. at Nintendo. Nintendo they've been doing that for it seems like generations now. Yeah, they right. do what they want when they want, how they want. Yeah. So Microsoft at this point they're like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna stop playing by like you know the these set rules and just make our own rules. And I feel like. They they are setting themselves up for success down the road. Yeah. So you know, and once again, you know, the whole like team Sony, team Xbox is bullshit. It's like yeah. I I'm I'm just a consumer. Like whoever's giving me the best value, that's where I'm gonna go. Honestly, at the end of the day. So you know, luckily I'm so much of an enthusiast that I'm team everything. Exactly. And I want to see, and I want to see, you know, all of these companies succeed. So, you know, hey, maybe that's, you know, my rose tinted glasses, but, uh, yeah, some people just, once again, guys, relax. Please relax. Um, but to, to wrap up the story, um, on the, I guess what feels like the heel of, uh, this announcement was, uh, Cyberpunk. 
Uh, CD Projekt Red, uh, on the tail end of this announcement, they were like, yeah, gamers, and this is quote, gamers should never be forced to purchase a game, the same game twice, or for pay f- to pay for upgrades. Owners of Cyberpunk 2077 on Xbox One will receive the Xbox Series X upgrade for free when available. Fantastic. Phenomenal. Yes. Good stuff. Um, they're doing the right thing. Look at the CD Project Red. Yeah. That's. Uh, do you think? Honest question. Like here, do you? Okay. For, so for me, like at first, like all right, all in. This is amazing. Everyone should do this, and I still feel that way. Mm-hmm. I could not help. I could not help but get an inkling, an inkling of the idea that some of it is done because this game is going to run like absolute dog shit on Xbox One, like the original Xbox mm-hmm. One. And I do wonder if it's this is a <laughs> easy way. And I'm not even trying to be like I'm really not even trying to be funny, but like you know the, the original Xbox One is is so weak. And the rumor right now is that it is not running very well either on the the original X, or Xbox or the base PlayStation. Like this, the game is not doing well uh, apparently. Like on those those consoles, I don't remember if that rumor was debunked, but that's the last I I've heard of it. And um, I do wonder if that's more of a an advanced apology as like, hey, you're probably gonna buy this thing that's really fucking bad. Here you can get this way better version at no additional charge, and so it makes your original purchase seem a little more secure in that way. That's kind of an inkling of a thought I had at, at first. Did that cross your mind at all, or is it just me? I mean, shit. Now that you say it, man, <laughs> that's a. I mean, I feel like that's a very good point. Um, shit, that's a really good point. That's a very good point. I mean. Again, I, I still think, like, on its face, like, this is really awesome. Like, they didn't have to do this. They didn't have to do this. So, like, I think it's cool. But, man, like, the more I think about it, I'm just like, what if? Like, what if this this game is really, it just runs so poorly? And, like, people would be pissed off because they bought this thing that is not good. Uh, I mean, but when you when you look at games that are like cross platform, like cross generation, like that's normally the case. Well, Grand Theft Auto Five, though, I didn't feel like that was the case. I felt like that game ran pretty well. It, there were moments where it chugged and it wasn't great, but it didn't. I wouldn't say it ran like dog shit, though. Yeah, I mean, if you, when you put it that way, like, Cause like, like cause, because at that point, at that point, you're like, yeah, so Grand Theft Auto didn't run well. But it didn't wrong like, like like dog shit, which is like a whole different tier. I can oh, okay. Right. Like I mean, okay. the rumor was apparently that, and again, this is rumor, so maybe we shouldn't even be talking about it. But like the it's it some of some of it is believable though because of how weak those consoles from seven years ago are, and people thought that Grand Theft Auto Five, and it didn't. Like if you go back and watch like some of the um some of the trailers for Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, it doesn't look quite like that in on the PS3 and 360 versions of the game, um, and they clearly do run so much better on the ne- the current generation consoles um, than they did on the previous. But like they were really pushing the limits on what they yeah. can do. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good point. It really is. Like, it's some, it's something to think about. So, um, this also brings up the question of like, damn, are we going to see the same thing done for PlayStation? Are we going to yeah. see like these, you know, retroactive, you know, hey, you buy it on this, uh, version, uh, then when you get your PS5, then you'll get like an upgrade for free. Uh, cause I, I remember when the PS3 to PS4, you had a couple of games that had like that, you know, uh, paid upgrade where I feel like they, I, I think they still required you to pay like some sort of like $5, uh, was there like a $5 like license thing where like you had to like pay for the upgrade? But I, I specifically yeah. remember, uh, like Battlefield, I think it was Battlefield 3. I had, I, I, like I had the PS3 disc. But I used it on my PS4, but it was because of like, that's like some sort of promotion of being able to, you know, uh, use it on next gen. It was something mm-hmm. really weird that yeah. I specifically remember Battlefield 3 having. Um, I don't know. I, I hope that that's something that we'll see on PS3. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's slow week. Um, I feel like those are like the, the, the biggest things. Uh, you know, if you guys have anything to say about Animal Crossing, Doom Eternal, um, do you feel what Rod said about, um, you know, Cyberpunk from like dog shit on, uh, last gen? <laughs> if, uh, if you, if you agree with that, uh, let's talk about it in the comments. Talk about it on Twitter. Um, just tag us. Let's talk about it. Um, and that's that. So let's go ahead and talk about our topic for this week. Um, and I feel like this is a topic that we've talked about here and there. Um, but, uh, over this past week, Business Insider, they released an article, uh, this article titled The Netflix of Gaming is Coming. Mm. Game makers are worried that their business can meet the same fate as music and movies. Uh, so that, that brings along the question of, you know, the Netflix of gaming. Like, you know, uh, people laugh at me every time I bring this thing up. Well, that, that's what we, you know, we thought Stadia was going to be. Apparently it wasn't. Um, you know, you can sort of look at services like, uh, uh, Game Pass or Apple Arcade. Uh, that's sort of like in its own way, the Netflix of gaming, but in like a small scale. Um, but when you look, when you think about Netflix of gaming, when you think about like what Netflix in itself, what it did to the movie industry and how it evolved over time. Yeah. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. So let's, let's, let's kind of go over, let's contextualize this a little bit. So when they say, you know, Okay, the, the, what happened with what Netflix did to the movie industry. What happened with Netflix is that Netflix came out and Netflix did a few things. It, it first of all, it killed, um, well, it, it, it killed a lot of things like, uh, I would say it helped kill Blockbuster. It helped kill Redbox, uh, things like that. So like those, the home video market, I feel like changed completely, um, with the advent of that. I think Redbox, when that released was, a big contributor to it, but it all, eventually it succumbed to it, it. It did succumb to to Netflix. Um, but what you have with Netflix is you have a wild west of sorts, and studio industry is kind of controlled by like 
five or six like major studios in Hollywood. And, and then there's like, it's those, you know, five or six and then everybody else. Um, a lot of the everybody else's do tend to go to Netflix and they have like, you know, Netflix is something that's relatively affordable. Um, it is ex- very accessible. Anyone with an internet connection can access it. Um, and it's very easy to sign up, get a free trial, whatever, and then cancel it. It, it is very easy as well. Um, so ease of use is a big thing. So, uh, accessibility, ease of use, and price. Like, those are the top three things that I feel like Netflix delivers in spades. Um, you know, it, what that does to the movie industry as far as the, as theaters go is that less people end up going to the theater because Netflix exists. How many times have you, you know, said, do I want to go see the newest movie out right now or do I want to, like, just, watch netflix or something with my friends or whatever um you know it's i see but like even that conversation uh, conversation has changed over the years because you could say all right do i want to see this movie day one and like be a part of that conversation of like oh this is a new movie this is what the movie's about do i want to be part of that conversation or do i not care enough and wait for it to hit netflix which you know that was the conversation maybe like a couple years ago. I feel like now the way the marketplace has changed, um, now these a lot of these movies are now going straight to Netflix. Well, yes. and now is either they're going straight to Netflix or now they're going straight to their own separate service. So it's like two things there. So they're either being it's it's less that they're going straight to Netflix and more that Netflix is actually a they're a key distributor in the they're, they're either distribute they're acquiring these films that that have not gotten theatrical release yet and they're like from these other studios or 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 filmmakers and then they're saying and no so Netflix says hey we can give you a million dollars and you know and distribute your movie or you can possibly get it played in a theater for like you know, who knows how much because no one's seen it yet. So you, we might, you might get a less upfront with the, the cinema distribution, but like it potentially could do way better. And you might, and you give those filmmakers, those moviegoers the cinema experience. Um, but you don't know like what your ROI is going to be, like your return on investment. Like you don't know what that is going to be yet. Um, that's, that's kind of the gamble. So Netflix is banking on the instant gratification. They're going out and they're creating their own films now. So like let's put that in the context of like the this this gaming uh story that we're talking about now. What could you talk a little bit about like why well actually I want to hear from you directly. Like mm-hmm. do you think that that anywhere in the gaming industry like we are seeing an actual Netflix model right now? And 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 I don't mean that in a sense of like do you think it's somewhere something is going in that direction? Do you think something like that exists right now? Yeah, I use video. I used to use it to see. They saw how my face just smirked up. How <laughs> like I'm using my hands right now. Yo, yo, we we talk about this every day, every week. Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Microsoft has like, you know, I feel like they're they 
set themselves up to be that Netflix of gaming because you have now their um they're like you know first party studios uh you have their you know when Halo Infinite releases when um you know any of like these uh you know yeah Forza Gears of War shoot when uh out of the worlds when that release that was on Game Pass day 1 so you know that in itself is like that same value of like you know why why go why go out and pay $60 for a game that I'll probably play once or twice when I could pay for a service that includes that game and others. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I, I, I do, do they take away games on that service? I actually don't know. They do. So, um, which I feel like I think Rage 2 was actually a game that like I think I downloaded and like I haven't been on my Xbox in like a good like a month or two, about two months. I feel like I haven't really been on my Xbox. But uh Raid Shoes added like maybe around Christmas time, maybe a little bit before or a little bit after, like during Christmas. Um but I remember seeing on Twitter that it's being removed from Game Pass pretty soon. So, you know, you have instances like that where like, you know, a relatively newer game uh, only has like a shelf life of like a couple months being on the surface. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I would probably agree with you, honestly. And, and I think you made a really good point in the beginning of this when you said that, you know, we thought that Stadia would, would be that. And I honestly thought Stadia had the capability of shaking up the industry a lot more than it actually did. It just seemed to kind of come out and it was just nothing but like a, wet fart basically um and and maybe that changes you know maybe maybe that idea i i honestly think that you know x cloud is going to be that thing that stadia is and, and, and you know you're probably right that that i see but i i want to also like pull like you know let's pull the scope back a little bit even more okay. um there's another service that i've been mean i've been really wanting to try out but just once again, February has kicked my ass. Like just timing wise, I haven't been able to try it. But Nvidia, their um their their uh cloud service, um that's you know it officially got you know got it's out of beta now. You know you could, uh, you could you try it out. Um, but the thing is with their service, as soon as like the service dropped, you saw a couple of developers sort of pull back. From the service. So first we saw Activision games being pulled back. We saw Overwatch. We saw uh, Call of Duty being taken off that service. Which to even like, you know, let's backpedal a little bit. Uh, with NVIDIA service, their difference with their cloud service is that you're essentially paying, paying NVIDIA to rent out a digital, uh, like a, a digital server, you know, on their end to play games that you already own. So like you'll link your steam account, you'll link, you know, your, uh, Epic account, EA account, and it'll see that, Hey, I own, um, you know, uh, Titanfall two. I don't know why that popped in my head. I, I own Titanfall two and I want to play Titanfall two on my tablet. It sees that, all right, he owns it. You know, we'll, you know, let him use a server that has a, a super powerful PC mm-hmm. running Titanfall 2. Um, for some reason, you know, a lot of these companies, they are, 
I feel like they're mincing words and they're not really saying why they're pulling out of the service, but they're pulling out of the service saying that there's, you know, um, there's miscommunication between the brands. So we've seen, uh, Activision pull out. We've also re- recently seen Bethesda pull out. So I, at this point, I also want to see how these companies, like, you know, I want to see why they're pulling out. And I want to see, like, how are they making money based on these services? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I would love to see that as well. I mean, you see sort of, and this is, like, tangentially related to Microsoft, but you see on the eShop when... These games are discounted for like 95% off for like mm-hmm. 50 cents. And I know that there have been, uh, you know, Kotaku, Game Industry, Biz, I believe like one of those outlets, they released like uh, articles saying like kind of detailing what the financials of that really is. Like, you know, are the developers making money? Probably not, but it's a lot. A lot of this has to also do with visibility of your game. It gets the game in people's hands, at least. It gets people talking about it. Oh, hey, check out this game for, you know, five cents. And then, you know, maybe it goes up again, maybe by a little bit more, um, because they missed the sale or whatever. And, and, but now it's fine because you have like the attention. If the game is good, then the word would spread, will spread, you know, and things like that. Um, it, it seems like another method of getting the word out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, you know, going back to this article, mm-hmm. we, you know, they, they have some developers, which, you know, aren't named saying that, you know, like the initial, like big check that they're getting from these platforms like, at first, it looks nice. Like, it's cool that, you know, they're getting these big checks from these games. But eventually, like, you know, you know, five years from now, like, the landscape's going to change because consumers will be so fine-tuned to these type of, like, purchasing habits of, like, not even purchasing the game, but just going after, like, these subscriptions that, you know, these big checks will eventually start getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. Yeah. The checks get smaller and smaller, and the threshold for what we can perceive like as successful because we we can no longer look at regular sales metrics, right? It's just like Netflix doesn't reveal how many people watch Six Underground or or whatever whatever else they come out out with. Like they don't reveal those numbers. They do, but they're like in skewed ways. Like I think I remember reading an article that Netflix they're about to change what they can cons- what they consider a, like a like a watch like a view uh for like their t- you know TV shows and movies right but they don't but there's that information is not readily available and we only get it when Netflix decides to give it to us like there's True. no yeah. like a movie can come out in the box office and we know it's going to make 70 million dollars like we just we knew that from Sonic right so we can mm-hmm. deduce that this many people went to go see that film on that weekend we can't do that with Netflix unless they like they did that with Bird Box when Bird Box came out they a shit ton of people watched it and they were screaming that from the rooftops like oh my god 30 million people watched it and that's cool but like marriage story comes out the irishman comes out and we don't really see any of that metric like we don't know how many people accessed it in uh in their homes apparently they even have more in-depth data and say, and they say like they they can tell how much of something that people have watched like maybe only the first 10 minutes and then they turn it or whatever mm-hmm. um you know and, and, and if that is the metric then we don't 
understand at that point what what success is on any of these services. See, but with I I feel like we now have to like pull back and sort of look at how things like we have to look at look at it differently. Like I feel like for 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 me when it comes to uh, services like Netflix, services like, you know, Game Pass, or just like any of these services, what falls down to like whether or not something is successful is how many people on social media are talking about it. Like that yeah. buzz is essentially what they're going for. Well, now that is, that would have to be the metric, at least for us, even if it may not actually be, because the, the subscription holder is not maybe they don't pay attention to that. Maybe they do pay attention to how many people played this thing for like five hours, 10 hours. If it's even an hour threshold, how many people merely downloaded it? You know, like there's no, there's not, that's my point is that like, there's no real way to tell any of that information. I don't think you're wrong by the way about like the social media influence. And I feel like that mm-hmm. it plays, that plays a part of it, but especially with bird box, I for one would not have watched bird box if it wasn't for social media. Yeah. Yeah, I I did not see it, but I know about it, and I know I've seen a lot of memes and stuff about it. And I feel like I've almost seen it because of of all the memes and everything surrounding it. Um, but and so you're right, like the power of social media should not be underestimated, and I'm sure they would use that to their advantage in some ways. I also think that that this presents a bigger problem with used games and things like that. Like as someone who also enjoys physical media if you know for the most part like that really hurts someone like me like that's the the physical nature of games is, is slowly going away um and you know that sucks but you know that's looks like the way of things and this subscription model certainly doesn't uh, help that that would just exacerbate the problem even more and, and i feel like it's no it sucks and like i feel like i I empathize like how you feel about all that because I know for me, like I've completely like adopted like this whole train of thought. Like when, and like even just talking about like movies, I can't tell you, I honestly can't tell you what was the last movie I bought. Mm-hmm. Like DV, like, you know, Blu-ray shit. Was it like Ted two or something? <laughs> A classic. Maybe, or, or like, Avengers, like I feel like it had to have been some sort of like superhero movie, but yeah, like I've I'm so bought into like the way my day to day functions. Like I'd rather have the accessibility of like starting up a movie, starting up a like music, like on just like the accessibility of just I, I want it, I like I have it, and then yeah. like but then at the same time like the ability of like not being able to like have data of like oh shit you know either my phone's dead or i have no service like when i like when i look at my games now games on my phone majority of the games on my phone right now will not function without being connected to the internet Mm -hmm. granted it's like some of these games aren't even like online like multiplayer games it just has to connect to like some sort of server to even function so, right. like, I, you know, for work sometimes, I'll have to drive out to, like, the middle of nowhere, and, like, when it comes down to, like, Apple Arcade, I've learned that, hey, if I'm, like, driving some, if I'm, like, you know, you know, on uh, on the road, or if I'm, like, you know, on location somewhere, and I don't have service, 
I could potentially like, you know, risk of like trying to open up a game and the, like the server or like my phone, like being confused and pulling up like an old save or like completely starting over. And like that whole frustration is dumb. I just won't play a game. So, right. I don't know. Like there's like, you know, pros and cons. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it's like, I don't know. Like I feel like it, I, I, I empathize. Like I'm like, damn, like for someone that like, like likes having the physical, like, you know, having something there, owning it, like something like that is like, it's whittling away. Yeah. And I, I wonder if they would, and even in addition to the physical nature of that, uh, which indeed sucks, but like in addition, when, I wonder what they would do to, and, and I imagine it would come because Microsoft sort of talked about this with the reveal of the Xbox One, like, you know, all those E3s ago, but you know, how they would handle pre-ownership. Like, if I wanted to take a game to your house that you did not already have, like, they will need a solution for that. You know, like that's to me, that is that's something that I feel like is a, almost a bigger problem than the physical nature of mm-hmm. it. See, but like the solution to that is just log- like you logging into your account on my system. And I hope it would be that easy. I I really do. I hope but it, it would it, not. It, it, but I feel like that it is at this point. Can can you actually do that like right this second with Game Pass? If I like logged into like your Xbox at your place. Yeah. Like it's not going to be like hard wired into like some primary account. It wouldn't let me not access it. Right. That's, that's my concern. That's my, and I don't, maybe it works. I don't know. Um, but to me, I'm thinking of like a future where it's entire, we're entirely digital at this point. Um, and, and physical games are, be, have become the niche. Like, you know, it, it will be odd to own a physical game and do- see, but like I, my thought process is like, like I, at that point, I'll just make my own account and I'll just subscribe to the service because right. like just the the ease, like you said, like how Netflix, how easy it is to create like a, a new account with a like a free membership, a free trial. Like, I feel like it's gonna it if if. If we're going to get to the point where like how Netflix is or how like Spotify is with gaming, it's going to have to be that easy to just create an account and like do all that. Or even, um, let's say, let's look at Spotify. Let's look at how if you have a free Spotify account, you could, you know, do the free Spotify account. But like, you know, let's say before you start playing the game, it's like, hey, you know, the next 30 minutes of your gaming is sponsored by this. And you watch like two, three minutes of ads and they'll let you play a game. Right. Yeah. I feel, I feel like if, if we're going to get to that point, I, I could see that working. I could see like, if I don't, if I wanted a free version of like game pass, I wouldn't mind sitting there watching five minutes of, commercials to be able to play like an hour of a game because at that point now these advertisers are now spending money giving it to microsoft so that it's just it's a it's a, it's a vicious cycle like people mm. like they still get people are still making money at that point oh mm. yeah i do not like that future <laughs> or, or 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 
Or, hear me out, you just pay for the service and you don't have to worry about ads. It's, 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 it's to me, it's the equivalent of I have uh, subscribed to YouTube Red, which is YouTube Premium, I think now, mm-hmm. since its inception. Mm-hmm. On my main YouTube account, I don't have to worry about ads. So, like, when people in the comments are like, oh, you should throw more ads in here. I'm like, what are you talking about? What ads? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what yeah. ads? <laughs> yeah. What? So, like, I I think I they've gotten me. Like, I'm, I've been, I've, you know, I've been compromised, I guess. That's not the word. Um, I don't know. Like, I've been, I'm subscribed to the thought of like subscribing to a service, paying the money so that you could bypass all the ads. When I come across a game on my phone that I'm like, oh, you know, this is fun. This is simple. Damn. Why is it like, why do I have to, you know, see an ad every time I die? Oh, wait, pay 99 cents to like get rid of all the ads. Sure. Why not? I've literally done that for games that I've maybe played for, like, another two times after that and just literally the game afterwards. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I, I believe it. I, I believe that. You know? Um, I don't know, man. This... I, I, it's weird, because, like, I'm not super opposed... I'm apprehensive. I'm apprehensive of this future. Like, right now, it's great, because it's not the norm, and it's such a great deal that... You know, I, I don't have much to complain about, but, but I'm just, I'm just apprehensive that this will become the norm. And then right. what happens when people t- take advantage of that? So, so let's, let's look at this. Let's look at this like weird norm. And like, I'm trying to like paint this picture for you. So let's look at like how, what's like, what's like the last, like you, you have Netflix, right? Yep. What's the last like Netflix series that like has seasons that come out that you're like, Oh snap. This new season just dropped. I'm excited. I'm going to go watch it. Like, just off the top of your head. Probably Mindhunters. Mindhunters, right? Okay, yeah. cool. Imagine that. Like, you're excited for Mindhunters to come out. Like, you you have your Netflix subscription because, you know, my, a new Mindhunter season is coming out whenever it's coming out. Sure. Take that, take that same thought and let's, like, instead of Mindhunters, let's look at Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. So, wow, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2020, 2077 is coming out on this set date. And once it comes out, we're ready to consume it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that part of it is very cool. I agree. That part of it is very cool. I have no issue with the utility of of Game Pass or subscription-based gaming at all. That's not my problem. My problem is what it does to the industry at large when, again, we can't measure success. There's no real measure for it, uh, at least no external measure. So we, we don't know how well these games are doing. Um, we don't know what the effect is on the developer because we're going to go ahead and assume that not all of the games that appear there are going to be published by Microsoft in any way. So what, what does that, what does that do to the, the actual third-party publisher and the developer themselves. What kickback are they getting? What's the contract that they got to to uh, that they had assigned to get onto Game Pass in the first place? Like, I don't know any of the answers to, the, to those questions, and I would assume that they, that gets more complicated as Game Pass continues to get more popular and as subscription-based gaming uh, gains traction, which it will in the next 
you know, a couple of years. I mean, years. I, like, how does it work? I mean, like, these are two different, like, and it's hard to compare the two because I'm pretty sure, like, on the back end, it's completely different. But, like, how, how do they do it on, on Netflix? Like, let's say I have a genius idea for, for, like, some sort of series, some sort of, like, movie. Like, how do I approach Netflix and, like, get my movie or show on there? So the thing that they'll do is that they'll, like, they'll generally offer you a set amount of money up front. And they are not shy about giving you a pretty decent sum, but it's a, it's a fixed amount. Like, I don't believe that they see, that you see residuals from it. And maybe you do, um, but I, I don't believe so. And if, if they, if you do, then it's buried deep in that contract and it's probably not like a shit ton. Um, but they, but that's why they pay you a lot of front. In fact, uh, that actually happened with Lulu, uh, Wang and her, uh, film The Farewell that came out earlier this year with Aquafina in it. Great movie. Um, but Netflix offered her like $10 million or something like that, maybe a little less than that, but it was a, it was a specific sum of money and they were like, Hey, we'll give this to you right now and you will distribute your film on Netflix. Um, or her alternative option was to, uh, get picked up by a distributor, like which ended up being a 24 who paid, I think less for it, but it got, put in theaters and she wanted it in theaters because you know it she felt like it was not a movie made to be consumed on netflix she wanted to, people to have the theatrical experience of it so she decided to do that and it got like you know decent box office um you know and maybe even a little bit more than what she would have gotten just from netflix uh so that's kind of how that works if that makes sense at all it does i feel like at that point it falls down to just creating the right contracts like you you gotta protect you gotta protect your brand you gotta protect yourself like dang but then at the same time you're sort of playing ball in their court yeah i so, was just about to say yeah we're playing really ball in their court multi-billion yeah. dollar multi-billion dollar companies to do that any of that <laughs> to these smaller developers or even publishers you know I'm not, I'm not talking about like blizzard or something but you know like I, I i don't know it's it's a dubious path and and it's one that you know we'll have to continue keeping our eye on because because we don't know right now i feel like the more and more that gaming becomes more you know it's as mainstream like it's becoming more and more mainstream like you know just the other day uh i found out that you know um some some kids that i know like they in school they their rotc program has like a league of legends team and like they fight like they play against other uh rotc's league of legends teams so like this stuff is becoming more and more mainstream like it's it's something that like it's like on the cusp of like the breaking through like i don't know like i'm i i'm just really excited to sort of like be here to sit back and talk about it um i'm here i'm excited that you know rod you're here to give your insight that we're here to just sort of like give our input and like just I'm just glad to be here. I just, I really am. Like, it's just, it's a, what a time to be alive. Mm. It's an interesting time. It really is. Agreed. Yeah. So guys, let us know what you think in the comments. Um, how do you feel about 
subscription-based gaming? Are you for it? Are you against it? Do you need your physical copies? Do you are you like me? You just want to like just, just plug it into your veins? Let us know in the comments. Let us know, you know, social media. Let us know in person if you know us in person. Uh, we love the feedback. I love the messages that I get from you guys about the podcast. Um, honestly, it helps me through my day, my week. It helped me through this hellish month that I've gone through. Like, this month has started off, man, y- y'all just don't know. Some people know. And the people that know, you know. But, um, you know, doing things like this helps me through it. Um, and I just, you know, I just love having conversation. That's all it is. Just, yeah, let's talk about it. Don't be shy. But let's go ahead and roll the red carpet out on ourselves. Rod, what you got, man? Man, um, I always appreciate everyone listening as well. If you will want to support us, uh, the best way to do that is to head to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, give us a like, a rating, um, and a, or I guess likes don't exist on Apple iTunes. What am I talking about? Uh, give us a rating, a review is great as well. That is the best way to do that. You can always send us an email at should I play that fanmail dot, oh, at gmail.com. Excuse me. <laughs> it's very late. Um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna miss you guys. I'm, this is my last podcast, uh, for the, 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 for a minute, uh, for the last couple, the next couple weeks, I'm going to be, uh, away, uh, on vacation. Uh, but I am looking to, forward to coming back and, and um, we'll be close to Animal Crossing at that time. So that will be really fun. Yeah, yeah, so I was gonna say, so Rod, do you wanna go ahead and like kick off like our, you know, daily, weekly affirmation or slash you know feel good moment of the um yeah play more games guys <laughs> i don't know that makes me feel better sometimes no, no, I, was talking, I was talking about just living life enjoying yourself like oh working oh, hard yeah. so that you can play hard and rod listen man you work really hard throughout the week you know uh going through like you know all the stuff that you do at work then to, you know, uh, you know, you know, log on to Skype with me on, you know, these nights, long nights, long weeks, and just like sort of kicking back, you know, t- you know, chatting up about video games, like just day in and day out. Like I said, like, I'm glad that you're here and like you, you deserve this. Like we said, this is one whole year of us doing this. You yeah. deserve this vacation, my man. I I appreciate that, man. I, I'm definitely not taking the vacation to get away from the podcast. That is definitely also oh, something. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll just be I'll just be somewhere where I just I actually cannot get. I I might have I'll probably have internet, but it will be I'm not gonna be using it all that much. So um, I'll definitely talk more about that when I come back on the show too. Yeah, so it's sort of what I wanted to get at, guys, is, you know, um, and like, I have to, like, sort of live by this too, but like, I understand, you know, you have your day in, you have your day out, you know, you have your grind, you know, you have to, we all have to work, we all have to, like, you know, grind at something, but don't just grind for nothing. Like, I am a firm believer of working hard so that you can play hard. Set aside those times so that you can play hard. Enjoy life, enjoy, you know, going out with friends, family, uh, vacationing, uh, taking time off, like that's 
huge. You know, if you work a job where you're able to take some time off, please do. You know, um, your well-being is worth more than you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, mental health-wise, physically, mentally, you just got to kick back sometimes and just enjoy yourself. Whether that be playing video games, watching movies, um, watching uh, shitty... I'm not going to say shitty. I'm sorry. Watching reality TV shows on streaming services. Um, just, you know, do something, do something that makes you feel happy that you can literally like just turn your brain off and just relax. I say, I, I need a counter every time I say relax on an episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a nice gonna, word to say, right? Please relax. That's what I got. Well, <laughs> 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 with, with that guys, uh, it's another week. Uh, once again, play more video games. Play with friends. Um, don't yell in the mic all the time <laughs> because you will be muted. I mute you. Honestly, I, I'll, I'll let you. Sometimes I won't even let you know that I'm muting you. You'll just be yelling to yourself. But um, guys, just you know, have fun. Stay beastly. Enjoy yourselves. Peace. <laughs>